Welcome to another edition of ATL Prime Sports here in hot Atlanta, Georgia, living up to its famous name today. 98 degrees outside right now. Going to stay 90s for the rest of the week. That's your Atlanta weather forecast. I'm Todd Quarter. Uh, our producer, Wayne, is in Memphis, Tennessee. JJ is off tonight uh, doing whatever he does on the other side of the ATL. And our special guest tonight is uh, Patty Parks Rooney. She's a feature writer for the Rebel Walk. And uh, you can get a hold of Patty at Patty2471 on Twitter or at the Rebel Walk on Twitter. You can reach all of us at ATL Prime Sports, myself at Quarter Todd, C O R D E R Todd, and Wayne at R W Y Jr. Before we bring Patty on, Wayne, how are you, man? It's been a while, my brother. Yeah, well, I'm doing much better now that uh, Texas won two against the uh, Phillies. And uh, I was surprised John Gray uh, pitched as well as he did because I think his ERA is around 12. No, it's not that bad, but it's 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 almost five. And that's that's really high. But if he keeps winning games, I don't care how many uh, runs the other team scores, right? That's right. And you know what, Oklahoma, they're in the finals, the uh, College World Series finals. They get a chance as we shift over to college sports to do what the Oklahoma women's softball team did, which is win a national championship. And if they do, they'll be the first school to win it in men's baseball and women's softball in the same season. And, you know, um, OU, they were spectacular today. They were a team that was, uh, what, they were under 500 last year. And what a turnaround as they make the finals and they defeat Texas A&M today. And I'll say it for our guest. Old Miss Maha or Old Maha or whatever it is they say in Mississippi. So we'll, we'll we'll go ahead and go with that for our guest Wayne. Before we get to our guest, tell us how everybody can listen to the show. Well, we're going to be on uh, YouTube, but also on Spotify. You just look up uh, ATL Prime Sports on Spotify. There'll be a link in the description, and um, you know. Uh, JJ's in charge of that, and uh, that should be posted up tonight, and the video will be up tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. You also can watch it on Twitter and YouTube, right? YouTube, correct? Yes, that's the first thing I mentioned. All right. That, say I'm on the blink, I'm telling you. So anyway, let's bring our guest in, Patty Parks Rooney, a feature writer for the Rebel, Rebel Walk. Once again, you can get a hold of her at P-A-T-T-I. Two four seven one, or you get a hold of her at the Rebel Walk. And, and Patty, you don't even have it on your Twitter account as we introduce you that you're a feature writer for the Rebel Walk. I was surprised, but I before and I also want to say, tell David I said hello, tell Evie I said hello, and tell Miss the former Miss Kentucky I said hello because that's what I call her, the former Miss Kentucky. So how you doing, Patty? I'm so yeah. glad to get you. Joe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, you know what I'm doing? What do you think I'm doing? I'm sitting right here in front of this TV watching this game. Um, we're just all so busy right now, you know, with every recruiting still going on um, with Leanne. You know, Leanne stays so busy with that. Um, Evie's doing podcasts today. I'm doing this. Um, David, I mean, we're just all We've got um, two guys. We've got Chris, uh, Chris and Austin are out in Omaha um, covering um, the series. And so we are 
just going 90 to nothing, just going 90 to nothing, but having an absolute ball and blast doing it. Well, speaking of a ball, Old Miss is mm -hmm. having a ball. If they win tonight, if they defeat Arkansas, they're going to the finals, and it will be a best of three between them and Oklahoma. If they lose tonight, then the winner-take-all game will be tomorrow between tomorrow. I think Old tomorrow. Miss is it, I think Ar it's three central. I think, isn't it? I'll have to look at that. Uh, I don't know what the time is tomorrow. I would imagine they would put it in prime time at seven o'clock. No, no, I do not think so. I think tomorrow will be in the afternoon, from what I understand, because I was thinking I'm gonna I have to bring, I literally will have to bring a TV to work. Well, you know what? I haven't made it that far. I'm confident Old Miss was my pick to click to win this tournament in the finals against Notre Dame, as was yours. Sorry, Wayne, you're an Auburn guy. Neither one of us picked Auburn, but that's okay. So, um, you, you know, when you look at the domination of this conference, Patty, uh, the SEC, they've had a team in the College World Series final 12 of the past 13 seasons. Now it'll be 13 of 14, and three times each, we've had an all-SEC final. And, uh, of course, you know – LSU, I mean, or Ole Miss, what a, what a story this year because they've won seven in a row. They're 39 and 22 overall. They finished 14 and 16 in the SEC, fifth in the West. And this is the second um, you know, World Series appearance for Ole Miss, the first one since 2014. What a turnaround because they come off losing two out of three to Texas A&M, and they lost in the first round to Vandy and the SEC tournament, what is their biggest reason before we go into what you do for the Rebel Walk and you do feature things for Ole Miss and all their sports, what's their what's the biggest key to Ole Miss's turnaround? You know, I think that we see it happen. I've seen it happen not just once, um, but a couple of times um, with our baseball team. We seem to come out and be really, really hot and people get us all pumped up, and it's all—it's always like, okay, we got it this year, we got it this year, we got it this year, and we play well, right? And then it's like we get hit, we get sucker punched. It feels like I feel like our team gets sucker punched. We lose a couple of games, and it's like it's all like mojo, right? I mean, I, it, I feel so bad for our guys. Go ahead. I mean, it's a game of streaks, and, and head coach Mike Bianco, who played at LSU for legendary coach, head coach Skip Berman, he's a catcher. His record old Miss is 854, 484 for a 638 winning percentage, you know, and 954 wins in his career can include, his, you know, coaching at Indy State. So, you know, he's done a really great job, Patty, and turning this team around as a former catcher. And uh, what can you tell me? Tell me some stories about the ball club, uh, uh, what you know. I know you do a lot of featured stories. I know you can tell me about the legendary stadium there and some of its traditions. Tell me about that. I mean, we do beer showers. Beer, beer's, the, we, beer's the best, you know. And, you know, we're known for our homers. If somebody hits a homer, our beer's going up. And, you know, we have – our. Our, our kids, our students, first home game, they're lined up the day before. 
um, sitting in sitting in chairs waiting to get in, and and you know um, the players bring them donuts for breakfast. Um, it, it's just it's just special, and and I know everybody says that, but it's just special for us. And um, to see, I, I was at the game last year when when Elko came back from his ACL, and um, to see him hit the ball like he did, you know, it, it just they feel like your own. You really feel like um, Ole Miss to me is just small enough and just big enough. And the community of Oxford is just small enough and just large enough to where you feel like they're your own. You really feel like they are a part of your family, your community, um, and you care. And we care deeply about them. And, and it, it's tough for us, for most of us who um, who are locals, who um, have been here. My parents have been here 15, 20 years now since retiring. Um, it's really tough to watch people get so frustrated with coach um, when he's had such a successful record. Um, and so it's, it's really also very, very exciting to see him be where he is, where they are now. Um, hey, Patty, I want to stop okay. you there because, you know, Coach Bianco a few weeks ago before the tournament, there was rumors that he wouldn't end up, you know, coming back to Old Miss next year and, now with this run, there's no question he'll come back. And you know, what a special job he's done, the, you know, the second World Series appearance for Old Miss. Um, you mentioned why, you know, why it's a special place. It's a, you know, small neck community just big enough, and, and, and yet everyone kind of knows everyone. And you mentioned um, that uh, Tim Elko, is that the ball player that you mentioned that's, that, that, you know, that had the injury that came back and, what he's hitting 299 this year with 23 homers and 74 RBIs. That's a magnificent, magnificent story uh, for old Miss, old Miss baseball, isn't it? Oh yeah, we call him the captain, and he is at, it's just out of control. You know, he just is. Um, he doesn't. There's no quit in the captain. I mean, and he rallies our guys around, and he, you know, he's the guy. And everyone knows it. And when he decided to come back um, this season, you know, everything changed. It was a, it, you know, it was a new ball game. So, so, you know, so to speak, we were so excited. And um, when that happened, it just changed everything. And I think that has a, there's no doubt. I mean, it has such a huge um, it had such a huge bearing on this season. Um, and I'll tell you something else. Um, Elko and Graham are best friends. And um, he lives with uh, Bench and Graham. And when Elko's parents couldn't be here for senior day, Graham and Bench stood out there with him. They're all very, very close. Um, you know, it's just a very, very tightly knit, close, close team. Um, I, I think... And I'll be honest, I think COVID, you know, 2020, that season played a big part mm -hmm. in that because we were we were so ready to be to break out that year and we did not, you know, we were we were on such a roll um with that season and then all of a sudden here you go, you're out, right? And I think it happened, um, what happened in Arkansas a year ago and and you know, they're trying to make it right against Old Miss now and 
You mentioned uh, um, Kevin Graham. I'm glad you mentioned him. 11 homers, 49 RBIs, hitting 343 this year. You mentioned Justin Bench, 314, leading the team and in, in hits with 75. And, and another player to mention, if I may, is Calvin Harris, uh, you know, leading the team with a 347 batting average. This is a special group of kids, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I don't, you know, you just don't see any any jealousy, any different. You, all you see is team, and you see friendship, and you see, you know, I mean, with Peyton, um, you know, running the, stealing all those bases. I mean, then you had um, T.J. McCants at um, the Super Regional in Hattiesburg with that home run at the very end. I mean, amazing, amazing. It's just, it's just their time. I just believe it's their time. Um, and nobody, nobody deserves it more than these kids. Well, I tell you what, Patty, next year, I think all of us at ATL Prime Sports, if we can get JJ away, you know, I want to say congratulations to JJ and his family because um, uh, his, his wife is again pregnant. They're going to have a, another daughter. So if we can get him away from his new, uh, you know, his, it, which will be two-year-old and, and the daughter next year. And Wayne lives in Memphis, so he's not far away. We all need to make, a, we need to make a trip out to Ole Miss, meet you and the Rebel Walk gang next year. I'll bring my wife, and we'll sit out right field and get a beer shower. We were, we can absolutely do that. And, you know, um, now that um, Chance, you know, is playing for the Titans, I'm going to make the trip up um, to Tennessee. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, you know, Wayne's not a Titans fan, but, uh, you know, he's a Falcons fan, but uh, still that's local and, and that's a good story for uh, him and his region of the country. Um, you know, you mentioned how about Elko and is this story kind of similar to what the old Miss quarterback story was? Uh, during football for Lane Kippen and all that. What a good story he was this year, too. Um, it, it's just a, it's an absolutely great story. You know, um, you compare the Tennessee players. Have you, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, all the comparisons of, you know, Elko and uh, the Tennessee players. I mean, he is such an amazing um, just such an amazing Christian and such a testament to Christ. And, um, and he gives it to God, gives it to all God. He gives God the glory. Every hit, every, you know, his gifts all come from God. And he is so um, ready to tell anyone, anyone. And so, um, you know, so many people just respect him so much for that. Um, and I think that, is that's one of the reasons that he's able to uh, that that we've seen such a shift this season um, in in, they, in our baseball. You know, we, it's become fun again. It's become um, you know, it, it's bring the family, bring the kids, um, which I think that's just part of what baseball should be. You know, I don't I don't want to bash anybody except except the Vandy Whistler. Um, but it's just, you know, I, I, I think it's just a fun, it's, it's supposed to be a fun family sport. And I feel like that's what it's been this year. Everybody has been able to enjoy it, you know? And yeah, there's a stretch where we are. 
Huh? Oh, I was going to say, Patty, I like how you mentioned that it is a fun-filled sport. And, it, you know, it's a game that really needs to be played, as Joe Torrey would say, the great manager of the Yankees, without a lot of tension. And, you know, when I when I watched Tennessee play and they got upset by Notre Dame, and we'll get yeah. back to what you were talking about in a minute, I can see the tension from from yeah. from the Tennessee dugout, and I really believe there was tension out on the field. You saw the players and their actions, and, and it, it, you know it it, it kind of gave it run, it really ruined to me the great season that the Tennessee baseball program had all in that three game series that pressure cooker in the super regional against Notre Dame where the Irish won two out of three. They were the team that was, you know, loose and free. Tennessee was tight. Calls went against them. The manager got ejected. The pitching coach got ejected. Um, you know, two of the players got ejected. And, and when that happens, that just turns the tide and puts a lot of pressure on your ball club. Um, you mentioned that Old Miss is a free, loose team. And, you know, winning seven in a row in the NCAA tournament can do that. Let's shift over and talk about, if I may, about some of your features, your articles, and your stories that you've done for the Rebel Walk. Tell us about some of them. You know what I do? Um, when Evie started the Rebel Walk, um, she wanted it to be a mix, I think, of, you know, obviously the news, the stories, the, the games, the plays. Um, but then I think she also was liked it. She wanted it to be kind of, you know, about the players, about, you know, the people, about the fans. And I think we had had such, we had gotten so busy um, with all the games and all the, you know, there was just no human interest side of it. It was very difficult to find um, time to do everything that she wanted to do. And so just a tiny bit of what I've been able to do every once in a while. In the fall, what I do is I'm kind of like a little roaming reporter, and I'll go take pictures of tents and players and their families and fans and what they're wearing and what they're eating and what they're doing. And we'll write, I'll write articles and, and post all those pictures and do stuff like that. Um, so that's not a bad uh, gig hanging out there in the Grove uh, before a football game, huh? It's not. It's not. I got, you know, when ESPN came, I got to kind of hang out with them and, you know, that kind of fun stuff. And so then, like, um, I, I'll write something when I wrote an article about how I came to love football and how my dad influenced me. Um, I... Um, for Easter, we did an article. I did an article. Um, I took, um, I called Mark, the women's tennis coach, and um, we got um, the tennis team to get, the women's tennis team to get pictures of their mother or mother role, um, whoever, whomever that would be. And then um, we got stories and comments from each of the girls' tennis, um, women's tennis players, and we wrote an article on that, right? So it's just making um, things a little bit more personal. So you feel like you're getting to know the, the players, who they really are, um, where they come from, what their likes are. Not just, hey, you know what, this stat, this stat, and this stat. Because it's not just about the stats. It's about who they are as human beings as well. Tell me about the statue out there. You wanted to talk about that. 
Oh, I want him to build a statue for Elka. That's all oh, I, I thought to you do. Said, I apologize. It's my bad. I thought, what did you want them to build a statue? I thought you they did build one. Um, that we have been talking about building a statue for Elko because he's just such an amazing guy. Um, is what okay, what saying. about the Manning? You think they're going to do one there? I know they've got Manning Way and there's a speed limit of what, 18 miles an hour? And then you yeah, had Archie Manning, yeah. Elon Manning get pulled over for the by the police officer going one mile hour over the speed limit. And Archie said to Eli, that's the quickest you've ever moved or something like that. It was hysterical. That's so, the quickest uh, you've ever been on your feet. Was that not hysterical? Yes, it was. <laughs> I love it. And I it love was. that they want to, I love that they want a sports Emmy. I mean, the show, you know, their show is fantastic. Um, I absolutely love it. I think that they are, they're great kids. I love, I think Cooper's a great kid. I think that, um, you know, I just, I, I've loved seeing them develop even more talent after they've left the game of football. He, obviously, Eli's still got his role with the Giants, but um, just love seeing them have fun and seeing them with Archie and Archie enjoying it as well. Hey, is, speak, speaking of Archie, is Archie's grandson, Arch Manning, coming <laughs> old this? Who knows? You know, I, I just. I agree. I don't know what he's going to do. And I, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, and, and I really truly believe this, I believe his family just wants him to be happy. I think they wanted that for their sons. And I think they want that for him too. I think that's really what they want. And as long as he is content and happy with his decision, they'll support whatever that, that kid wants to do. Yeah. I got an well, idea. For, I've, I've got an idea for Arch Manny. Uh, you know, uh, his uncles, uh, both Eli and Peyton, uh, never beat uh, the University of Memphis. And since they can't beat them, I think they should join them. And Arch Manning should come on up here to Memphis and become a Tiger. Oh, Patty, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Do you hear that nonsense? <laughs> I can't even catch my breath to say anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all right. Listen, while you're catching your breath, we'll take care of Mississippi State again next year in football, all right? That's exactly oh. what Hey, uh, we took care of them ourselves. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's called two, it. two it's losses. Two losses never hurt anybody. I have the we have the trophy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The uh, They call the egg bowl. The egg bowl. The egg bowl. Absolutely. The egg bowl. Yes, you know what? I'm sorry, Patty. I met David last year, David Walker last year. I didn't get a chance to meet Evie, even though she was in the Mercedes-Benz Atlanta, but she was working. David was working, but we were sitting next to each other watching Ole Miss beat uh, Louisville. And, um, you know, I got to know really great. I wish you could have came along with uh, Leanne, who I call Miss Kentucky. Yeah, I remember that was the first game. Um, that was when we were yep. just getting – what a season that was, too. I mean, give credit where it's due. What a season that was. It was. And, and Lane Kiffin, good recruiting class, um, went into the, tra the transfer portal and seemed to um, buff up that old Miss roster. And the, the East will be really, really spectacular. Now, you know, baseball is so big. And old Miss, if I can shift gears, I saw Leanne Tui tweeting today on Twitter. 
she thinks that old miss is going to bring it home oh I, she and how adore i love her i love her love her love her <laughs> i mean Did I, you, have, you met her? have you met her have you I met have her not, so i am um i shouldn't say this but i think that um um uh university of central florida um i think that is a good school and i think didn't uh Tui, didn't her son have something to do um did he go there or work there or something i think um uh, i know he, he went to work for some university i just don't know who it is but uh i know the two e's and in the movie there uh you, you know the blind side uh, you know, with a kid coming to old Miss, uh, and then uh, what an amazing movie! Right, I'm it like, is. And I saw into like a tweet, and I, I wouldn't wear wow. back to Audi Orange if I had to. <laughs> but <laughs> that, um, um, I think you, you know, and that's where, um, that is where Plumley ended up going to school. Well, um, I've got a couple of friends that have children that go there, and, and really, I think it's a pretty, pretty decent school. Um, they seem to like it and so um anyway I, I just i've always thought that she just was just a very 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 kind person she always posts a lot of you know um inspirational things and things that really just can help people and and i work in mental health full time and so that's right. really important to me and and I, I really appreciate the people that take time out to post things like that when they don't have to i like that a lot well, she surely took the time and made Michael Orr's life uh, uh, a, a tremendous one because Michael Orr went on from Old Miss and went to play for the for the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and he won a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's a fantastic story. I'm sorry, Wayne. I was going to say, Todd, I'll give you $2. You can tell me where Michael Orr is from. Memphis. <laughs> you got it, have to be from Memphis, wouldn't he? Yeah. 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 I'm not getting that two dollars in the mail, but if we do come to Old Miss next year, Wayne can uh, buy me an adult beverage there right. at the stadium. Even because yeah. I, I know they sell beer yeah. because beer's coming down from right field. Right. <laughs> let's take it to um, I've got to come. Let's take it to Huey's. Uh, yeah, let's Huey's. Take it, let's Huey's, yeah. uh, Huey's, uh, there's all kinds of barbecue places up here. We'll, we'll hit one each night and uh, send him home about 50 pounds heavier. Exactly, <laughs> my friend, exactly. Well, yep. Patty, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Uh, really appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, we'll have to have the whole walk crew on, all four of you at the same time. Well, that'd be a blast. Nobody, you couldn't get an edge. Uh, poor Wayne definitely wouldn't get a, a word in edgewise, but we would love it. Yeah. Thank y'all for all your support for us. We, you know, like I said, we love what we do. You know, I'm um, glad Wayne, Wayne is the producer, so, you know, he can cut in whenever he wants. I give him free will. So, uh, <laughs> or he can cut know, us he, all out. <laughs> what's that? Or he can just cut us all out, exactly. Yeah, Wayne, you want to cut us all out now? You got something no. to say? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I'll do some clever editing and make everybody look good. <laughs> hey. I, I like Wayne. Wayne, I need the FAF. Yeah. Oh, 
Well, Patty, it was a pleasure. God bless you. And thanks for uh, joining us. And we'll talk to you sometime down the line. And, and remember, you can get a hold of Patty on Twitter at uh, P-A-T-T-I-2471 or at the Rebel Walk. One, two, four, seven, one, yeah. Huh? P-A-T-T-I-1-2-4-7-1. Oh, I, it shows 2471 at 2471 on Twitter. Well, it might. Heck, I don't know. Maybe I don't even know what my own, my own handle you is. Gotta, you got to put on your Twitter handle there about, uh, you know, your work for the Rebel Walk in terms of, you know, feature writer and all that. People got to get to know that. You can't I be disempowered. <laughs> Patty, take care. Have a great evening, and thanks for joining us. Patty, Patty, uh, go Omaha. <laughs> go Omaha for you. Hey, you made Wayne blush there since he's an Auburn guy. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. You take care. Bye, guys. Bye. That was Patty Parks Rooney, feature writer for the Rebel Walk here on ATL Prime Sports Todd Quarter with you, along with Wayne, our producer from Memphis, Tennessee. And Wayne, that was an interesting um, interview. She talked about the uh, the great season and the great comeback from Tim Elko. A, a special player for Ole Miss, and they're about ready to have a – they could have a special – well, they've already had a special season, but they could have a spectacular ending. Yep, definitely. And they got a shot. You believe it, though, the SEC is it, – it's as it's dominant as it is in baseball as it is in football, except the SEC West – I mean, there's four teams left, three of them from the West, and Oklahoma's coming over to the SEC. But you know what? I'll believe that when I see it, that Oklahoma and Texas come to the SEC. I still don't believe it until they get there, and I have a feeling they're not going to end up in the SEC. That's probably not a popular opinion, but that's mine. Do you think they'll get over there? Yeah, I think they'll get over there. But, uh, you know, on a side note, I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC dominated it in uh, intramural sports. Uh, they're probably bowling team is probably number one in the nation. <laughs> it could be. It's not in hockey. They don't dominate in that. I'll, I'll yeah. have to get I'll, we'll have to uh, knock off one sport there. Um, let's. You want to talk some golf between the PGA and LIV uh, tour? Listen, I, mean, I, got, I got an idea about that. Uh, I'll let you talk. Go ahead, talk. Well, you know, the USG is really the overall governing body of golf. Uh, the PGA is just part of it. And, you know, they sanction a lot of tournaments and stuff. I would not be surprised if somehow the USG were, were to step in and say, why don't we have two different leagues, LIV, PGA, and then at the end of whatever season have like a, a three uh uh, round uh, uh, playoff or something between the two and see which one's the overall champion, similar to the way baseball and uh, NFL does. You know, that's a hell of an idea. You, you, you know what? You transition to my, to my point coming up very well. You know, when the NFL uh, and the, what was it? The uh, AFC and the NFC right. when they merged and they became one, Right. This could happen to the PA, PGA and the LIV. They could become one league eventually down the line because, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of golfers, a lot of big names that have moved over. 
from the PGA to the LIV, they're taking the money. People are calling hypocrites, but they're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The PGA is in business with other folks from other countries and, right. and China, whatever, and, and, and et cetera. So, you know, if you're calling us hypocrites, you're hypocrites too. And look, it, it, everyone's getting a chance to better his or hers family. And everybody needs to go ahead and climb aboard because this is going to happen and it's going to stay this way for a while. And eventually they just may eventually merge. What do you think? Well, like I said, I think the USGA is going to be the one that's going to probably have to either let those two sort it out or they're going to sort it out for them. And the interesting thing about the USGA is um, practically anybody can join. It's true. And I tell you, the money that they're throwing at these golfers, I mean, they're already making a ton. But this is life-changing money where they don't even have to win a tournament to get paid. And the PGA, you are paid literally by your performance like any other job here in the, you know, here in, in America. We're there. You're given the money no matter how well you play. Yeah. I mean, what an opportunity for these people. And, and you know, Phil Mickelson took a public relations beating that I thought wasn't fair in certain ways. And maybe it was fair in others. Well, if you were to remove uh, politics from the entire equation, it would come down to money. And I think that's probably what is on everybody's mind as far as which one they're going to go with. You're right. It is what Jake and I always say it all the time. It is about the money. Show me the money. And you know what? The Saudis are showing our American golfers the money. And you know what? They're taking it. Big yeah. names. I Tiger Woods already turned it down. Let's see if he continues to turn it down because it won't be the only time to ask him. I can yeah. tell you that. There's no way. Let's shift. Let's shift sports. We'll stay. We we did Ole Miss baseball. Let's let's go to Major League Baseball, the Atlanta Braves. Uh, let's see. They're five they're games down. behind the net. What's yeah. that? I think they're down five right games. now. Uh, oh, are they? Well, yeah, thank you playing, for the They're playing uh, San, San Francisco. Okay, that's correct. Three, uh, yep, the Giants. Five games behind the Mets, four the most, uh, you know, in the lost column. They lost uh, this afternoon to the Houston Astros, so it's or, uh, it's four in the lost column. But, you know, when I look at this ball club, the 39 and 30, second in the East, you know, they went on that 14-game winning streak after Brian Snicker had the the meeting, the, the you know, the quote-unquote team meeting to turn the club around. And to be honest with you, it wasn't – he didn't go in there and start throwing chairs like they did back in the old days, start yelling and cussing and screaming and et cetera. He's had a calm talk with the ball club, probably was a little bit stern, Probably things were said that we that, that any of us will ever know, which is perfectly fine. It, it's allowed. I believe the sanctity of a clubhouse, whether whatever sport it is, I believe in it. What's in the clubhouse should stay in the clubhouse. And those are the clubs that, to me, are the most successful in, in terms of managing their clubhouse. And whatever was said, it helped them. But, I mean, let's be honest. They just started playing better. It this it, It's about the players, Wayne. 
And, and when I look at this streak, you, you know, Ozzy Albies, who is he's out with a fractured left foot. He's on a 60-day IL. Orlando Arcia came in, and he's been spectacular. 333, three homers, 13 RBIs this season. Filling in for Ozzy, that's, that's one of the reasons why the Braves have been successful. He's playing second base, but he can play short. He can move around. Uh, another reason is the play of uh, 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 Michael Harris in center field. This kid reminds me a lot of Andrew Jones. He's not built like Andrew Jones, but he can play defense like Andrew Jones. Uh, hitting 345, three homers, 13 RBIs, what, in 23 games played, two stolen bases. Uh, great defense in center field, making diving catches. Uh, Acuna can play right. And speaking of Acuna, in 40 games since he's came back with seven homers, 18 RBIs, 12 stolen bases. And then you've got Duvall and left. And, you know, when they when they start getting healthy players uh, back, the Braves, uh, what are they going to do with with that outfield? What I mean, somebody's going to be left out down the line. Um and I have no clue who it is, and if anybody else does, they're lying to you. So, you know, this is a good problem for Atlanta to have. Um, you know, it just it's a great problem. I mean, it just is. This is a team uh, that is playing really well. Dansby Swanson, almost 300 with nine homers, 37 RBIs, cut down tremendously on the strikeouts. And, of course, the, 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 the ace, Max Freed, uh, having a you know having a, a sensational season when you've got an ace and when you've got pitching and Atlanta has it, uh, you know they were way down to the Mets. They cut that big lead in half, and yeah, this race to me the East comes down to whether Scherzer and Degrom can pitch enough for New York and stay healthy. If they do, maybe maybe the Mets win it, but if they don't. I think Atlanta catches them. And the Phillies are only three games behind Atlanta now. So, you know, it's a very interesting race, uh, Wayne. It just is. I mean, this is going to be an exciting race. And it, what what are the teams going to do at the deadline? I mean, the deadline's going to come up. The trade deadline, somebody's going to make a move. We all know Alex Anthopoulos is going to make a move. He revamped the entire outfield when Acuna got hurt last year at the break and, 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 and they won the world series because of it. Yeah. I don't think Atlanta's going to be affected by many trades. I think uh, some of the teams that are on top are going to try to pull an Atlanta esque move and try to, you know, position themselves for a better postseason. But, uh, I'm, I'm anxious to see what, uh, Texas can continue to do after the all-star break. Well, you know, your, your Rangers split with my uh, Tigers here. Uh, yeah. And for four, Detroit lost the first two. They looked awful. They won the next two. They brought up Riley Green, uh, who plays center field for Detroit. He looks like he's going to be there for a while. I know it's early. He's only played, what, uh, five ball, six ball games with a ball club. But he, he's doing well for the Tigers. And his friend Spencer Torkinson is at first base. And he's really struggled this year. They since he's came Riley's came back, it seems to have helped Torkelson's game uh, uh, for the Tigers. But to, yeah, Texas is are they? They're in second. In the West, right? Well, they're they're, they're, 
they're like nine games back right now. So, you know, that's the AL West. But um, what do you think about the uh, Milwaukee Brewers pushing up against St. Louis like they are right now? I was kind of surprised by that. Oh, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, Craig Council in Milwaukee is, I think he's one of the best managers in the game. I, I love how he handles his ball club. He, uh, he's just really spectacular. In St. Louis, they're just in it every yep. year. You know, they're not one of the teams. They don't spend, I mean, they're probably in the middle, middle of the upper end spending in terms of payroll. But the Cardinals, they just seem to churn out talent every year, even if they lose somebody, uh, a big name to free agency, like, and they lost Albert Pools, they just go ahead and pick somebody else up and keep on going. You know, I look, I compare the, the, the Braves to the Cardinals the last 30 years. You know, Atlanta's really been successful since the 91 season. They've had some bad seasons there in the mid 2000s or so where they went through I hate the word rebuild but they went through it for a couple of years and then and, and they turned it around very quickly under Brian Snicker um uh you know when they had Gonzalez as manager that you know they they um they replaced him uh you, you, they replaced him and everything Snickers just came in and, and and done really well but the talent is there and you know, I think the manager is is a guy in baseball where can he make a difference one or two games down the stretch? Maybe they just basically they handle the clubhouse. They're psychologists to the players. It's up to the players to pitch, catch, throw, and hit. And usually, the best players on the best teams, whoever the manager is, they're the ones that win. I I do think a manager can make a difference. I think. What Buck Showalter has done this year for the Mets, turn around that clubhouse is tremendous, but they've also improved their roster greatly. I mean, you brought in a Max Scherzer, for goodness sakes. I mean, even though he hasn't played a lot, he only had eight starts between them, uh, between Scherzer and DeGrom. So, uh, you know, Showalter's done a great job wherever he's gone. He's won a lot of games, and, and and maybe this is the year where he gets over the hump and they win it. We'll see. It's it's such a long season. I mean, Texas is in second place in the West, Wayne, and, you know, they're not too far out from the wild card. They're way well, out from first place. The division's down. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, Texas and Toronto both are a little bit far behind. Uh, it's both in second place uh, to get any type of wild card consideration right now. No, I mean, they're not that far. I mean, nobody's... Nine, nine, it's nine games, and uh, when you're up against Houston, can be a lot because you don't expect for Houston to go on a losing streak for sure. Well, that that's the division. I'm talking, they're closer than that in the wild card, and right now it's jumbled. We'll see as the season goes along, and we'll start spreading out like it did a year ago. But, you know, in the what, in the AL East, you've got four clubs that are going to contend, and the Central... We have two right now. The White Sox are having a down year. I still think they can turn it around. There, there's callings for Tony La Russa, which is ludicrous. But um, And then in Texas, I mean, uh, right now they're in second place sitting there. They've, they've turned it around. They brought in Seager from the Dodgers, and that seemed to help. And they made several other moves here in the offseason. So, you know, Texas has been quite a surprise. And, and, and we'll see if they continue to – 
to to surprise in the American League. Maybe they'll make a move in the break. Let's go ahead and switch over uh, from Major League Baseball to the Atlanta Falcons and the National Football League. And Wayne, when I see the Atlanta Falcons, they're a team in transition. That's probably a kind word. Um, we're still waiting on the contract of linebacker Deion Jones, who is a trade candidate with over 13 mil guaranteed. You know, how Atlanta handles this situation will reverberate throughout the roster because if they can get rid of them and trade them, then they can start filling in pieces before the season. If they can't, he's a good player. They're stuck with a contract. And it's going to be harder to put potentially put other pieces in there. Deion Jones is a good player for Atlanta, but the Falcons are going through this, what I call salary shift. And, you know, are they going to trade him? Nobody knows, huh? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, they're going to fight. Nobody knows whether they'll be successful. No, you know, how, you know how I feel about the Falcons. Um, I fully expect them to go 13 and four in a regular season. I tell you what. I think of 13 and four. I'm coming to Memphis and I'm, I'll send you, well, you know what I'll do? You know what I'll do? I I don't know if I can get to Memphis. I'm sure I will. I've got family in Oklahoma. I almost, almost stopped by your place when I, when I went out for the, um, the tournament, the ACHA nationals out in uh, St. Louis, I went over and saw some family um, and was Branson, Missouri area, Springfield. I almost saw you on the way home, but I didn't go that way. I could have, but it was a it was a uh, rat race that day to try to get back to the ATL. Um, but you know, since we're talking about the College World Series and Omaha Stakes, if the Falcons go, what is it, thirteen and four? That's I what I'm saying. If if they do that, I will send you a box of Omaha Stakes okay. in the mail. I will do it. I'm a man of my word. I've already sent you yeah. the Falcons. See, you know I'm a man of my word, right? Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I've. Uh, I, I should probably get you and JJ some uh, University of Memphis uh, baseball caps, and uh, I'll probably get you the ones with the uh, trucker style with the vented back, so that you can stay. Huh? You don't like the vented back, huh? No. You see the ball cap I'm wearing now. Here I'm. Interviewing Pat, you know, Patty Parks Rooney tonight, and I'm wearing an LSU hat. We're talking all Miss Baseball. So when she sees the video, she's gonna go, What yeah. a traitor! Like, God, you know what? I lost my phone tonight. I can be yeah. personal while I'm on. I lost my damn phone down at the pool tonight, and it took me forever to find the damn thing. I it got buried in the corner, it fell on the ground, it was in some uh grass by the pool, by the by the uh lounge chairs i couldn't find it i thought i dropped it in the water i mean jeez, oh man at 57 i'm losing my mind here so i did find it and i didn't have time to you know i'm still in my white t-shirt and swim trunks as we do this gig so um you know i i'm wearing an lsu hat and we're talking all this baseball but anyway transitioning back you see what type of hat i am i've got a you know i'm an adjustable just a plain okay. jane hat where you know what? JJ's the one that likes to wear the box hat hat. He's yeah. the one that had you know, the ball player hat where they got the, the bill like this. Yeah. And no, that's that's not my style. That's his. But if you get like a cap like this from Memphis, surely I'll wear it. I've, I've got mm-hmm. a ton of hats. 
Fantastic. So, all right. Well, uh, you know, I, we touched a little bit on Falcons. Do you want to mention anything about the uh, the uh, Lightning being able to win one game? I'm surprised they won one game. I I've, I expected the Avalanche to just sweep them. No way. No way. You know, um, no way. No, no. I think this is still going seven games. I mean, the Tampa is the two-time defending champions. Uh, this club just knows how to win with Stamkos and company. You know, they, they just know how to win. I mean, they really do. Um, what is it, two to one? They're playing now. Yeah. So I expect Tampa to win tonight, and it'll be a best of three. And Oh, no, no. Let, let's see. Tampa was down in the Toronto series. Uh, they won game seven in Toronto. Sorry about that. I know that broke your heart. You're yeah. Sorry it about did, that. It, my, heart, my heart's been broken so much, I'm not sure it uh, matters at this point with Toronto. And then number two, they beat the defending – they beat the team with a best record in the NHL, the Florida Panthers, yeah. dusted them uh, – what was it, six max? I can't remember. Then they're down to the New York Rangers. Was it three uh, uh, three games? They were down 2-0. No, 2-0, excuse me. They were down 2-0 and won the next four. So, yeah. I, you know, the Avalanche on the other side of the tilt, that's who they're playing, obviously. Right. Colorado's a really proud club. They've had some heartbreakers the last couple of years. Um you know, they, they finally got into the finals. Now, usually uh, a club usually has to lose once before they win it. But, you know, Tampa have the chance to three-peat. They went through the 2020 messed up COVID season. There was a shortened season a little bit in 2021. They won that when they extended playoff. They had extended playoff in 2020. So, you know, uh, they earned their keep. They're a proven veteran club that was built by former Red Wing great Stevie Iserman, who's now in Detroit, hopefully to build my wings back, which is going to take a few years. Um, so, no, I, I expect a seven-game series, and I still have the Lightning winning it. Uh, the Ning dynasty to me wins three in a row. But, you know, this Colorado club, I mean, they're, they're the best team in the West, and, and they may win it all. I mean, they really may win it all. They've had some heartbreakers the last couple of years, and, and they fell short. They, you know, they got they're loaded, and we'll find out. To me, the key to this series, obviously, is to stay out of the box. You got to yeah. stay out of the penalty box. You get yourself in five on four, five on three penalty kill situations. It wears your club right out, and it puts stress on the goaltenders. And then if you get behind, you know, that's even more wear and tear to come back, to try to come back and, and win the series. But you, you got to stay out of the box. The turnovers, the turnovers were atrocious for Tampa um, in, in game one and game two. They really turned it over in the neutral zone, which led to three on twos, four on threes, two on one. For Colorado, and they knew what to do. The they knew what to do. Just put the puck in the net. Uh, these these players are the best players in the world in the National Hockey League, and and um, um, you know, it, it, it just comes down to me: turnovers, the neutral zone, 
turning the puck over in your own end and staying out of the box. And I still have Tampa winning this thing in seven. Long story short. You so you got the avalanche to win it. How many games? Well, I thought they were gonna sweep. So, you know, at this point, I don't think they're gonna lose anymore. But uh I the reason I expect them to sweep is because they, they had such a long break before they had to play the finals, uh being that they swept the team before that. Wow, they swept Edmonton. They right. did. They swept Edmonton. But you know what though? That side of the Western ledger is not as tough as the East. The East, all eight teams had 100 points this season, which is the first time that has ever happened in the National Hockey League season. But oh, they all made the playoffs. But there is a kicker to that. And now they have points for an overtime loss. We're back in the day. You played overtime. It was five minutes. It was either tie. Each club got a, 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 a one point for a tie or two points for a win. You know, if you get an overtime loss, you still get a point, and the other team who won an overtime gets two points. I don't like that that the NHL has done. I wish Gary Bettman, the commissioner and company, would um, would change that. So uh, we'll see if they do, but I highly don't. A lot of folks like the shootout. It's entertainment. Do you like the shootout, actually? I kind of like the shootout. Tell me why. Uh, because it's uh, – it's, uh exciting and it's quicker it's exciting i knew you were going to say it. everybody else says it's quicker i well you know what here's what's quicker you played a four minute overtime four on far four on four or five i want to play a five minute overtime like you back in the day five on five you're done after five minutes so how's it quicker you don't go to the shootout it ends up being a tie how's that quick well you know the whole thing's negated by commercials anyway <laughs> Oh, that's hysterical, but you're right. All right, Wayne, it's been a great show. I probably took too long rambling, but I've had fun tonight. It's been a while since I've been on. Um, I just wanted to say our, um, you know, um, uh, just want to say that, um, you know, hopefully uh, all three of us will come on next week and, uh, and, 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 and we'll talk and we'll have some other guests. We'll see how that works out. Uh, All right. We got past last minute, so um, we'll definitely get some more guests, and uh, you know, may and we'll we'll hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some more shows in where all three of us are actually together. It's been my fault, you know. I well, had surgery and etc. So I'm just glad to be back, even though I, yeah. <laughs> I came out of the pool. All right. Tell us where. Tell us again where you can get all. Uh, um, tell us before we go how you can listen and all that jazz. Well, first of all, we got uh, YouTube, which is going to be the video, and uh, make sure that you like and subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. That helps the algorithm and helps our channel. But there's also Spotify, which is for people who are on the go. Maybe you're driving in your car, maybe you're mowing the lawn, or you know you can listen to the show there too. And all those links will be in the description below. So make sure you like and follow and uh, check us out. That's right. Check us out on Twitter too. Right? Yeah. Twitter. And, uh, you can catch it on ATL Prime Sports. You can catch it either at myself at Quarter Todd, you at RWY Jr., and JJ at JJ Get You One. So, and also while we're promoting, we should also pr- promote the Flow Channel with uh, Stephanie Stalbert, who does the 
traffic here in Atlanta. Yeah. She has uh, some sports features and and things like that, and uh, we want to promote that as all. Well. Hey, Wayne, I had a great time. Sorry I took too long tonight. Well, I was an absolute. I was an absolute mess before I came. <laughs> well, I'm glad you made it, man. Oh, you probably wonder where the hell I was. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's the show there. Uh, if you want to tell everybody bye, and uh, we'll see them next time. Hey, it's been a great. Everyone, have a, every, everyone enjoy it. Have a great week. Enjoy the College World Series. Enjoy whoever your Major League Baseball team is. And enjoy the NHL Finals because it is, in my opinion, humble opinion, the hardest championship to win in sports is the Stanley Cup. Have a great week, everybody.